All right, fellas, I am certain that you're going to get a lot of value from this video. Today, we're going to be breaking down the entire 2024 Dynasty Rookie Wide Receiver class by the numbers. We're going to take a step back. We're going to look at a bird's eye view of the entire class, look over the metrics that actually matter for predicting future fantasy success. And while we're doing this, we're just going to take note of who pops up a lot. No one metric means that a player is good or a player is bad. We take it all into context. Of course, we watch the film as well to make sure that we understand exactly what these players players do well. I am tackling a very difficult task here. I'm going to be trying to break down advanced metrics and basically spit out what it means to you guys, the average fantasy player probably watching this. I will not say a single metric without defining it, so you won't hear anything crazy from me like you might see on Dynasty Twitter like, hey, Malik Neighbors has a 3.25 yards per team pass attempt. Uh, experience adjusted on first down in a full moon cycle. Like, no, you're not going to hear anything crazy. Everything I should say in this video should be relatively easy to understand and use for a specific reason. So if you enjoyed this video, and I guarantee you will, leave a like down below, subscribe to the channel if this is the first time you're checking us out. Now let's get into it. All right, so quickly before we get into it, every metric that we're going to be looking at in today's video is available in our wide receiver draft class database on flockfantasy.com. Link for that will be down below in the pinned comment. Make sure to use promo code FSE when you sign up. We also have quarterbacks live on the site there as well. Running backs will be dropping either tomorrow or the next day. And of course, our draft guide is going to be live on Monday. So you're going to want all that access to the wide receiver and the rookie class in general if you guys enjoy this video. So let's actually dive into what we're doing here. So essentially, what I'm going to end up doing throughout this entire video is I'm going to take a couple metrics. I'm going to look at like a threshold that either matters because, you know, we use it for fantasy purposes now or because it means you're like a 75th percentile or higher type of player in this threshold. It'll make a lot more sense once I start getting into it. So we're going to look at the basics to start height, weight, counting stats, age adjusted stuff, speed, all that kind of stuff here. And we're going to go through and we're going to use a couple different thresholds and kind of see which wide receivers pop up as guys that meet those thresholds. So let's start with a pretty easy one. We're going to look at every wide receiver in this class that's at least six feet tall, that's 190 plus pounds, and is going to be under 22 years old on draft night. So these are just basic thresholds that we're looking at. We're looking for bigger wide receivers that are young players. That's something that definitely factors in. It's one thing that is, again, we're looking at a bird's eye view of this class. You could see the names that pop up here. Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, Keon Coleman, Jalen Polk, Brian Thomas Jr., and Adonai Mitchell. These are the type of guys that we want to be going after just as a baseline level. We want young, bigger wide receivers, right? Those guys generally are better bets than small wide receivers that are 23 years old when they're coming out of college. If you're wondering where a lot of the other wide receivers fit in, Malik Neighbors misses this threshold currently by two pounds, but of course, counting stats and measurables, we will get better updates on when we get to the actual NFL Combine when they weigh these guys in. Troy Franklin missed this threshold by three pounds. Xavier Worthy missed this threshold by 15 pounds and Roman Wilson by 10 pounds. So again, this is just a baseline level number that we're looking at. So as I'm going through this, keep in mind who's popping up a lot, who's not popping up a lot. And that could, you know, give an indication for how these guys would perform in the prospect model that I'm going to be building, you know, in March or in April, not quite done yet, but we will be going through that as we get through the off season. So 
Next thresholds that we're going to look for, we're just going to look for wide receivers who had 1,000-plus receiving yards this year and eight or more touchdowns. In a wide receiver two type of production season in the NFL, that's about the threshold that you would need to hit to produce like a wide receiver two, go over 1,000 yards, have eight touchdowns. In 2023, Malik Washington, Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze, Troy Franklin, Jalen Polk, and Brian Thomas Jr., all hit this threshold. They were over a thousand yards and they had eight or more touchdowns. A couple guys that missed the cut. Malachi Corley missed this cut by 15 yards. He had 985 yards this year. Xavier Leggett and Javon Baker uh, of South Carolina and UCF respectively uh, both missed by one touchdown. So they had over a thousand yards, but they only had seven touchdowns. And then Xavier Worthy of Texas missed by three touchdowns. So he was over a thousand yards, but he had only five touchdowns this season. So again, we're just looking at baseline level stuff here. We'll get into more advanced stuff here in a second. Now let's look at speed, right? A lot of people talk about, oh, does speed matter for wide receivers? Does it not matter? Um, 40 times specifically don't usually matter a whole lot. You usually just want to not be too slow at wide receiver. But I will say um, using miles per hour top speed that these guys have achieved in games is definitely more valuable than using simple 40 times, right? Because they're not in equipment. They're in shorts and a t-shirt. What these guys actually put up in game usually doesn't even match sometimes what you see on a simple 40-yard dash timer. So as you guys can see on the screen right now, fastest players in the NFL this season in terms of ball carrier speed, the fastest number was DK Metcalf, 22.23 miles per hour in that touchdown that he had against the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night football. He posted the fastest ball carrier speed number according to next gen stats. Now I'm not using next gen stats numbers for these college football players. We're using real analytics on Twitter. So the numbers might be a little bit different. They might vary a little bit, but to keep in mind how fast some of the receivers are in this class relative to the fastest timed plays in 2023 in the NFL. You guys can see Xavier Worthy posting the number one speed of anybody in this class. A punt return he had against Iowa State went for 22.7 miles per hour. So he is posting numbers higher than Tyreek Hill, higher than Devon Achan, higher than DK Metcalf posted in the NFL. Again, it's not a level playing field. It's not the same um, source that I'm using, next-gen stats versus real analytics. But that should give you an idea of just how fast Xavier Worthy is, just how fast Troy Franklin is, who put up 22.3, similar to Metcalf. Xavier Leggett, who's been comped to DK Metcalf. 22.3 Marvin Harrison Jr. A lot of people think he's this, you know, great wide receiver prospect, but he doesn't have elite speed. Nah, dude, this guy 22.2 miles per hour. He legit has burners. And then you can see the other names in this class here. We will have some more speed concerns for guys like Keon Coleman and Roman Wilson. Obviously, he posted some good numbers at the Senior Bowl, so I'm not really worried about him. Just didn't have a great speed time, um, a long touchdown this season. Jalen Polk, I have a little bit of speed concerns about as well. Um, Tez Walker would have actually led this class uh, unofficially. He had a 23.1 miles per hour play against Georgia in 2022, but it wasn't officially timed by Real Analytics, so I didn't actually use that number. But I would say he probably is going to run very fast at the Combine. And if you're wondering, again, where Leak Neighbors is, where Romo Dunze is, where Adonai Mitchell is. Just for whatever reason, they didn't time any Romo Dunze plays. They didn't time any Malik Neighbors plays or Adonai Mitchell's plays. Um, and I think the reason that they didn't time them was because they didn't show up as the five fastest ball carrier speeds through each week of the college football season. So Neighbors, Odunze, and Mitchell, we don't have MPH data on for yet. I'm sure real NFL teams do, but we don't actually have it um, from a fantasy perspective. So those were like the basic stats. Again, uh, let me know what you guys think so far down below in the comments. Who's kind 
kind of popping up as good, who's popping up as bad. Now we're going to get into some stuff that is actually heavily, heavily correlated for fantasy. So that was just, you know, height, weight, speed, you know, uh, age adjusted stuff. Now let's talk about some stuff that actually matters for fantasy. And this is again, where we want to keep in mind whose names are popping up a lot, whose names are not popping up a lot that we maybe are high on coming into this rookie draft cycle. Let's look at targets and um, target shares. So the threshold we're going to see here is targets per game. So this should, um, you know, factor in how many guys that miss games or guys that played more games because looking at overall targets can be skewed by, you know, Romo Dunze, for example, went to the national championship. He played 14 games versus somebody who only played like eight games because they missed some time to injury. So that should, you know, uh, do away with that. Same goes for targets per route run. Players who run 275 routes on an offense in the uh, college football that doesn't throw the ball very much is totally different different than somebody who's getting a lot of targets on an offense that throws like crazy, has 600 plus pass attempts. So again, we're, we're leveling out the playing field here. You guys can see the thresholds I used here were guys that had over eight targets per game and over 25% targets per route run. These guys are commanding targets at a high level. They're getting targeted on their college football offenses. Um, the one guy that just missed the cut here was Xavier Leggett. He missed it by 0.9% targets per route run. One thing I wanted to adjust and make an addendum to here was was removing low average depth of target guys. And the reason we want to do this is because in college football, quarterback play is not good. It's not like the NFL. So a lot of teams, what they do, if they have a NFL prospect caliber wide receiver, like we've seen from Wondell Robinson in years past, David Bell in years past, LaVisca Chenault in years past, they force feed the guys targets that are NFL caliber athletes and NFL caliber players via screen passes, via short targets. So that'll just inflate their target shares, inflate their targets per route run stats because a lot of these guys don't actually de uh, run developed route trees down the field. Some of them do. Some of them can develop in the NFL, but there's no way of knowing that until we actually watch the film. So one thing I wanted to do was to uh, disqualify anybody that had a lower than a 10 average depth of target to mitigate those, you know, force feed design touches type of guys in this class, specifically like Malachi Corley, Jacob Cowing, Isaiah Williams from Illinois. Um, this should give you guys a better idea of who are the true target earners that aren't just getting force fed targets. So again, Again, very good list that we can see on the screen here. Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison, Romo Dunze, Xavier Worthy, and Troy Franklin. Those guys are actually my top five dynasty rookie wide receivers right now um, with Harrison, Neighbors, Odunze, uh, Worthy, and Franklin being the order of the guys that I've graded so far. Last year's wide receiver class, if you guys were curious, uh, does this actually matter? Uh, you know, are Luke McCaffrey and Jamari Thrash good sleepers as a result of this? The guys that met this in last year's class would have been Jordan Addison, Tank Dell, Rasheed Rice, and Zay Flowers. And then all also, uh, Trey Palmer, Cedric Tillman, and A.T. Perry also hit it as well. But the first guys that I mentioned obviously were hits in the NFL. And then uh, JSN just missed the cut by 0 0.7 uh, of average depth of target. So again, we're looking for target earners in the NFL. We're looking for target earners who can command PPR scoring because PPR is what a lot of us play in. And speaking of PPR scoring, let's look directly at PPR scoring and dominating an offense's total production. Again, we are looking for guys in fantasy football that can dominate an offense's production and score above you know 15 PPR points per game or like wide receiver two or better production. So the thresholds I looked at here were PPR points per game of 15 plus points, 
and a best season dominator rating. And dominator rating is just a percentage of your offensive output. So the receiving yards that your offense has, receiving touchdowns that your offense has of 35% or more. And that number is about the 75th percentile, which is why I chose 35%. Um, If fantasy football was algebra, we would say, you know, let's just solve for X, fantasy production, right? That's what we're looking for. And that's what this stat looks for specifically. PPR points per game and college dominator rating. We want a guy that can produce in the NFL, but we do still want to account for guys that didn't play in the greatest offenses in college because a guy that plays for LSU is going to have a huge advantage over a guy that plays for Illinois, for example. So it's obviously not that simple. There's things that uh, factor in in, in college football, uh, you know, level of competition changes in the NFL. Players can be used differently in college than they're used in the NFL. Some players have better quarterbacks. But regardless, this gives us an idea of who might be a PPR stud in the NFL. And you guys can see this on the screen right now. Marvin Harrison, Malik Washington, Jacob Cowing, Xavier Leggett, Xavier Worthy, Devontae Walker, and Jamari Thrash. These are the guys that actually met this threshold. They were producing actual fantasy production from campus to Canton leagues and also producing at a high level relative to their scoring offense in college football. Malik Neighbors and Romo Dunze just missed the cut here just by 3% of their dominator rating. But again, dominator rating is going to be inflated for players who have um, offenses where they're the only target in town like Malik Washington and Jamari Thrash were and guys like Romo Dunze and Malik Neighbors who were competing with actual NFL wide receivers are going to suffer a little bit. So pretty impressive that they just missed the cut on this, considering that there's going to be first and second round wide receivers that they were competing for targets with. So again, keep this all in mind. Keep in mind who's popping up and who is not popping up. We all hate when our wide receivers are inconsistent down to down. I know a lot of people really hate guys like you know, George Pickens and Mike Evans, who aren't consistent in fantasy. Now let's look at some consistency metrics. These metrics are efficiency related, aka play in and play out. How good are they on a target in, target out basis, providing something to your fantasy football team, providing something to their actual NFL offense. So we're going to look at play to play efficiency with this next group of metrics here. So we're going to look at PFF receiving grade. Of course, pro football focus grades all these players. We're going to use 80 as the threshold that we're looking at. Yards per route run, again, a very common metric that people use to determine how efficient a wide receiver is. We're going to look over 2.75 EPA per target. So expected points added is just basically a measure of how good of a wide receiver they are, you know, independent of their quarterback play and their other competition and all that kind of stuff. We're going to look at 0.4 as the metric for that. And we're going to look at positive play rate. So sports info solutions, charts all their plays, which ones are positive, which ones are negative. We're using 52.5% as the positive play rate. So all four of those metrics combined, these are all, you know, a historical measure of efficiency and it's across a number of different sources. So there's not really any bias, you know, saying you don't, you know, trust PFF grades or whatever the case is. I won't have historical data to compare everything to each other until I build the prospect models in March and April. But to give you an idea of last year's class, how they stacked up versus the players we're talking about here, Jordan Addison and JSN were two of the four wide receivers that fit all four of these thresholds, but also Rasheed Rice, Puka Nakua, and Trey Palmer, uh, five wide receivers, sorry, that fit this threshold. So Jordan Addison, JSN, Rasheed Rice, Puka Nakua, and Trey Palmer, that's a pretty good hit rate for what we're looking at here. And then, of course, Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison, Romo Dunze, Troy Franklin, Xavier Leggett, Javon Baker, and Lad McConkey fit in here. And I think Lad McConkey is notable because he was injured most of last year, and he still fit a lot of these thresholds because he was very efficient on a play-in and play-out basis. Again, 
Quick check-in to see who's hitting a lot of these thresholds. Obviously, Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, and Romo Dunes, they are. But the other guys that seem to be hitting these thresholds a lot as well is a guy like Troy Franklin, Ladd McConkey. You're going to see him hit a lot more of these thresholds coming up. Xavier Leggett, Xavier Worthy, so on and so forth. So um, we also hate when wide receivers drop the ball, right? So let's look at some specific traits that I actually grade when I actually go through and grade these guys. And we're going to start with uh, metrics that are related to hands, right? Because we don't like players, wide receivers specifically, that don't catch the ball. So we're going to look at contested catch rate, which is, you know, when they have a defender on them, are they coming down with the ball? We're going to look at 40% as the threshold. They need to be above 40%. On-target catch percentage is basically when the quarterback throws it where it's on target and they should catch it. And Sports Info Solutions charts this. It should be over 90%. So that's what we're going to look at there. Drop rate, of course, are they dropping passes? We're going to look at under 6% drop rate. So basically, this stat should tell us who has good hands in this class. And you guys can see Romo Dunze and Malik Neighbors names pop up specifically, and then some other lower end guys like Luke McCaffrey, Anaya Smith, and Ricky Pearsall. Um, Adonai Mitchell missed the cut on this by 4% contested catch rate, so he was just outside of this. Brian Thomas Jr. and Tez Walker just missed the cut here as well by 0.8% drop rate. And then Malik Washington and Ladd McConkey narrowly missed this by less than 1% in on-target catch percentage. I will say hands in general are somewhat overrated. As long as you have good hands, you're probably going to be just fine to be a high-end fantasy wide receiver because we see guys like Jamar Chase drop passes. We see A.J. Brown drop passes. As long as you can get open, open consistently and catch the ball, you don't need to have the best hands in the NFL. You just need to have good enough hands that your hands are not a detriment to your game like they were for like Quentin Johnston, for example. So uh, another specific trait thing that we're going to look at here is the yards after catch kings, right? We always want players who can catch a two-yard screen pass and take it to the house for 90 yards in the NFL because that's obviously going to be easy production for them to get. So let's look at some of the best guys in terms of yards after catch in this NFL draft class. So six yards after catch per reception is the threshold we're going to use. We're going to look at guys who had over six yards after catch per reception, and we're going to look at guys who had an avoided tackle rate above 15%. So avoided tackle basically just means after they catch the ball, they made somebody miss. And if they're doing this over 15% of the time, it means they're probably pretty elusive. They're probably pretty good in space. You can see a lot of names show up for this yards after catch thing. Uh, Xavier Worthy, Malik Neighbors, Troy Franklin, Malik Washington, Jamari Thrash, Ladd McConkey, and Keon Coleman, a lot of the guys we've been talking about so far. And then a couple specific like yards after catch guys like Malachi Corley and Anaya Smith and Jaquan Jackson. A couple of those guys are going to pop up because they're just, that's pretty much all they are is yards after the catch guys. Um, so keep that in mind for them. And then let's look at the final specific trait related group of metrics that we're going to look at here, which is guys that are good downfield, right? We don't want, as I talked about already, guys that are only good around the line of scrimmage or only good, you know, two to five yards downfield because we want guys that are complete receivers. We want them to be able to do that stuff in addition to running intermediate routes, in addition to running downfield. So you don't want, with, with deep threats, you don't want a guy that's just a deep threat. You don't want DJ Chark, but you also don't want Rondell Moore either. So we want to look for a balance of deep ability, which is what we're going to be doing with this specific metric. And again, keep in mind who's already popped so far, but who also pops in these deeper metrics. So deep target percentage over 15%. So what we're going to look at as this first threshold is 15% of their total targets or more came down the field. We don't want wide receivers who are getting 40% of their targets downfield like Alec Pierce, but we do want guys that are getting a lot of targets downfield when they run downfield routes. 
Then we're going to look at boom play percentage of over 30%. So Sports Info Solutions, again, they chart all the plays and the plays that are considered explosive plays, 15 plus yard type of plays are considered boom plays. So 30% of their plays or more going for 15 plus yards or boom type of plays. And then deep quarterback rating when targeted. So the quarterback, when he throws them the ball down the field, their uh, targeted quarterback rating is above 120 plus. So again, they needed to meet all three of these thresholds. And this is the names that it spit out again. More guys popping as usual. Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., Lad McConkey, Brian Thomas Jr., Troy Franklin, Adonai Mitchell. These are the types of guys that have shown up time in and time again. Brian Thomas, not so much. He's been more so on these like boom plays and stuff like that. Now let's get into man and zone coverage. So, of course, if you guys are familiar with football at all, you know that a defense can play one of two coverages against you. They can play man-to-man, where they have a corner up in your face as a wide receiver, or they can play zone, where the corner is more so looking towards the quarterback. He's responsible for a specific zone on the field relative to the rest of his defense. So let's look at some of the guys that were best at beating man coverage. So specifically, when they were lined up man-to-man, were they winning very often? So... The thresholds that we're going to use here are target rate of 25% or more and man uh, yards per route run of three plus. So they were getting targeted a lot versus man coverage and they were also producing versus man coverage. These are the two metrics that I'm going to look at specifically for them. This is the stat that you should be looking at for both man and zone. Who's popping in both of these? And of course, once we get reception perception data from Matt Harmon, that would also factor in to their ability to beat man coverage. This stat caught Puka Nakua and Tank Dell last year. So you definitely want to listen up for this because even though they didn't pop in the other metrics, they were very good against man and zone coverage specifically. So some of the man beaters in this class, again, similar names popping up. Malik Neighbors, Troy Franklin, Xavier Leggett, Marvin Harrison Jr., Romo Dunze. Some of the other underrated guys that we're seeing pop up time in and time again are Javon Baker, Malachi Corley, and Malik Washington. Again, this is a very good wide receiver class, so it doesn't shock me that we have all these names popping up. Then let's get into the zone beaters. So again, if you're not facing man coverage, you might be playing against zone coverage. Target rate and uh, zone yards per route run, the same thresholds. 25% target rate of your routes versus zone and three plus yards per route run of your plays versus zone is what we're looking for here. Malik Neighbors, Lad McConkey, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Washington, and Isaiah Williams popping up the best against zone coverage. Lad McConkey. Um, specifically popping up really, really good against zone coverage and Malik Neighbors uh, hitting the thresholds for both man and for zone. You guys can see on the screen right now, three wide receivers hit both of the thresholds for man and for zone coverage. That was Malik Neighbors and Marvin Harrison Jr. Obvious, they were the top, the top two receivers in this class. And then Malik Washington as well. So it looks like he is going to be one of the better sleepers because he's kind of come up time and time again. And even though he's one of these lower dot guys, like I talked about with a Wandell Robinson or whatever, he could be the next Tank Dell as a guy that popped up here time and time again last year. The guys that popped up in this, in man and zone last year, were Jordan Addison, JSN, Puka Nakua, and unfortunately, Quentin Johnston. So again, we're looking at guys that meet a lot of these thresholds. This video was meant to be kind of an informative, let's check the boxes on your favorite prospect type of video. So if you were specifically looking for your favorite guy, maybe you're a Troy Franklin truther, or maybe you're an Xavier Worthy truther, you should have gotten an idea of what guys were performing in what metrics. Again, I hope I didn't confuse anybody with this video. I hope it was easy to understand. If it wasn't, please leave me some feedback down below because I'll probably do this for running backs as well. Um, if you do want access to 
all of the data that I outlined in today's video. It is available right now over on flockfantasy.com. When you sign up, you get a seven-day free trial with the promo code FSE. And when you use the promo code FSE, you'll also get 30% off any of the packages. You can sign up monthly. You can sign up annually. You'll actually get six months for free and a free Zoom consult if you do sign up annually. Of course, when you sign up, you'll also get access to our draft guide, which is coming out on Monday. You'll get access to this database, quarterback database, running back database, all of the other content, rankings, dynasty, super flex, one quarterback, prospect rankings, whatever you guys need. Plus, in addition to all of the other creators over there, the content and the draft guides that they've put out already, you'll also have access to that as well. So definitely a ton going on over at Flock Fantasy. Again, I can't talk about it enough because I just know how much value we have putting out over there between us, between the other creators, the rankings, the trade calculator, everything you need as a dynasty fantasy football player is over there with a ton of tools coming very, very soon as well. So if you're interested, check it out down below. Leave a like if you enjoy, subscribe, comment down below any of your thoughts. But with that being said, peace out and we'll talk to you soon.